But yeah, I mean, I, I hope you guys are doing well too, given all of the hecticness that's been going around in the world. That... Oh yeah, it's, uh, I think California's on shutdown now. What does that they, mean? Oh, uh, like, the only time you're actually able to leave your house is like for essential things and that's it. Like going oh. to the store and that's like it. Oh, so that's just the way of people just being like self-quarantined? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't even want to think about going to the Costco up from my road. Like <laughs> Oh my god, it's insane. I I I can't imagine how it is there though. Even in like, yeah, even here in Hawaii. It, yeah, like here it's bad, but I could not imagine how it is like in Hawaii right now. That's it's got to be insane. Are you guys like in a really dense city? Because I think the cities are probably being impacted the most by the just by the traffic and everybody rummaging around. Well, traffic actually hasn't been bad lately. It's just been um, like uh, I don't know, just buying goods. Can't buy rice. Can't buy any sort of noodles whatsoever. Oh, like even the stock bulk items. Yeah, like big bulk items are like bought up. It's oh my crazy. god. Uh, and... Traffic hasn't hasn't been bad because. <laughs> So, you know, did you see that post? I don't know why I found this meme thread on like Floridians. They went to, and no offense to people in Florida, I don't know how stuff operates there, but like everyone was at the beach partying for spring break. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. That's was that like, uh, was that in Florida? <laughs> yeah, that was in I think Clearwater. Oh my gosh, that's so. Clearwater fun. was like an hour from where I used to live. Yeah. So that was. Seeing that's not surprising. I'm pretty sure Daytona is just as bad too. With oh. Spring breakers, because right now it's spring break. Yeah, and Although, it was um, did it get I extended? Mean, well, I mean, with colleges being shut down. Yeah. Uh, and only doing online class, probably. Yeah, because even here, a lot of my younger cousins too, um, they're like, oh, our spring break started early and it's ending later too. <laughs> right. So that, uh, that's, that's basically what's been going on is crazy but yeah as for the city we're living in we're uh living south of san diego um in a city called chula vista mm -hmm. which just means like good view oh that's nice but it's yeah. um kind of suburban yeah it, it's it's basically like an extension of san diego but more like suburbs oh okay that sounds much more pleasant like yeah. um it was so funny even me and blarg we went down to i don't know if you heard of this um cafe called like in pearl city over here in hawaii if you've been here before when you were here but um it's called button up cafe and then we oh, went i love button up okay you know up. yeah so you know the little hole in the wall right yeah it's um, tiny yeah parking like even get into sometimes <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm like i'm feeling like going to button up cafe because they got a really good french toast there and yeah. and so we went and freaking okay like I saw some dudes eating outside, and I'm like, why are they doing that? And then we go into the restaurant. All the tables, all the chairs are all pushed to the sides of the restaurant, and yeah. there's a big sign saying, like, please wait outside for your food, and, like, they're only doing takeout orders. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty brutal. That's that's how a lot of restaurants are doing it right now, too, is uh, takeout only. Yeah, even, yeah, I really feel for, like, the small businesses and stuff. They must be really hurting. Oh, yeah, it's got to suck for them. But I imagine the toilet paper industry and the cleaning products industries are just booming. <laughs> God, Charmin Ultra. <laughs> How's, um, um, okay, so are you ready? Are you comfy? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I got my, as per usual, I always make some nice hot tea. 
and get my throat all warmed up and stuff. So if you want to get a beverage or anything, that's totally cool. Yeah. I'm just okay. going to get some water, some agua. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Of course. Got to keep that immune system strong. So. What's up, yeah. babe? Wait, what's up? Say it's my <laughs> face, babe. <laughs> he says, as somebody else is doing it for him. <laughs> oh, hi there. <laughs> yeah, that's my husband. That's Matt or Finn. Hi, Finn. <laughs> I says, he says hello. Hi. He says hi back. Yay. Hope you guys are both doing well. Um, yeah, wait, what's this living situation for you guys? You, just you and your bae? Um, so we're living with a roommate, currently. Okay. Uh, the roommate is in the Navy as well. We actually went to school together. Oh, uh, nice. While we were in Mississippi, so we ended up, just ended up going to the same exact commands. So they're like, hey, let's just be roommates. Oh, that works out. Nice. And they were roommates. And then we're roommates. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, but not a just a um cool guy, not a furry necessarily. Uh no, she's not a furry. Oh, she nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, hey guys, welcome to Tree Bark episode number ten. Oh, I'm so happy we finally hit double digits. And I just kind of want to preface this a little bit because there was a brief hiatus, and I'm trying to get the ball rolling back, you guys. Um, because just with all the hecticness and everything that everybody's going through, um, I kind of feel like a broken record, but, um, yeah, it just got a little overwhelming with the personal agenda happening, my work, cutting my schedule, um, just a whole lot of shenanigans, um, but I'm trying to get the ball rolling again, and I'm really happy to start episode 10, double digits, with one of my old-time buddies, Lewis, the demon, and, um, hey, Lewis, how are you doing, <laughs> given uh, everything? I'm doing excellent as, uh, I mean, everything that's been going on, so, yeah, it's just been crazy. <laughs> how, how, um, has things been with, like, work and everything? Has, has your guys' schedule actually changed, or have you guys been cutting hours? How, how has that been operating? Uh, so, we kind of went to a modified work schedule where I'm at, um, just to preface, I'm in the military, as some people might know. Not yeah. A lot of people do know, but um, I'm still in training for my current job, and so they decided to cut all the people who are still in training down to working minimal hours to try to um, prevent the spread of the COVID or whatever it's called, Corona. Yeah, so. I was e I was even wondering about that too because even Blarg he just got back from his work travel and now he they're doing like a twenty a two week self-quarantine session have you guys had to do that recently no uh we don't they're having us do that unless we're actually sick um okay the, the what, what they're having us do now like i said is the modified work schedule where we're working less hours and on fewer days to try yeah. to prevent spread okay yeah i think that's the most reasonable thing to do because everyone seems like they're kind of on the fence of like, hey, even if you're slightly sick or if you have a fever, just stay home. Just across the board, just like don't risk anything. And yeah. what what I was talking about with a lot of people too is like, what do you think is going to happen with like the ripple effects? Like you see China actually doing a little well right now due to like I've seen some articles and reports saying um, they haven't reported any new cases actually. And they've kind of sustained things pretty well. 
um, but you're seeing all of the other countries that are getting the ripple effects of dealing with this kind of clown show right now. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, right now the. I mean, obviously Italy's being hit pretty hard, but I don't know. Uh, it's it's one of those things where unless things change across the board for every country, it's just going to continue to get worse. I don't think we've hit the 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 max curve or whatever they want to call it of the infection rate or what's that probably infection and in death rate i think it's gonna get a little worse before it gets better yeah um, um what mean, else they're, they're, see they're seeing the vaccines are coming out or trying to come out or whatnot so i don't know it just depends on what's actually gonna happen yeah and um a lot of experts just to kind of talk a little more to the subject um, we're saying that like this is not just some blizzard that's gonna come and go. It's it's a it's a winter season, and for for like the next couple of weeks, in the next month, or even year, um, people are gonna be working really hard. Doctors are gonna be treating a lot of people that really need help. They're understaffed, and they're gonna be working on vaccines um, and going through a lot of like very scrutinous trials. So um, for those really like wondering about you know when we're going to get a handle on this just from what i've seen because i've been trying to keep a nice finger to the pulse of this thing um um it's <laughs> i don't know why yeah it's ju it's just gonna be a while and it it's so touchy because you don't ever want to spread misinformation because that could be even deadlier to be totally honest right um, exactly you know um, yeah and even hiding things is horrible i i don't want to definitively say that know I, I know that certain countries could be hiding the fact that their infection rate was worse or their death rate were worse but i mean i've heard the stories and most people have heard the stories you know yeah because the, the rates i think in wuhan were yes just absolutely incredible before like they even started getting a handle on it yeah because even sugarcoating to make people more ease i was even told at my workplace that's not helpful if you want to try and be as helpful as you can you just got to maintain transparency Right, and if you tell people, "Hey, this, this, what's going on is really bad, but we're trying to handle it," you know that that would honestly make people probably feel a little bit better. Yeah, and then you can like <laughs> actually get the ball rolling, like say, like get stuff like cleared up as soon as possible. Yeah, like this is serious, but you know what? Yeah. We're gonna do practice and get through it. That's <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's the best we can uh, do. Right. Um, just seeing different reports from like Trump and everything was just like, oh my gosh, it's just such a clown oh. show. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can watch like a whole bunch. We were watching last night, me and Blarg, um, a whole bunch of like compilations and stuff of like Trump. This guy com compiled a whole different citing, citing from his speeches over the month, of like yeah. last month about the the issue, and he says it's not a big deal, not a big deal. And as the weeks go on, I, he doesn't take responsibility. He was saying, and I'm like. <laughs> that's not the point you don't have to take responsibility for it you just have to act on it <laughs> right but anyway uh, I, can't, I can't personally <laughs> say too much on the, the issue but you know, yeah especially with you know him being our commander-in-chief so yeah i just... can't really say much but you know i i get it and certain things were a little interesting yeah so it, it, it's a good like even a a really funny thing was like oh I'm glad it, at least it started off with the pandemic that wasn't like, oh, 50% chance of death rate or something like that. Right, right. It's only, like, really bad if you have a very weak immune system. 
Yeah. Something Which, if something's compromised which, about you, yeah. Right. And you know, that at least that's not super horrible. But yeah, I'm very I think most people are very thankful that the rates at which it's been happening mm-hmm. is lower than what it could have been, but I don't wanna say much because I, I, I personally don't know much on this. I just look at clouds. What <laughs> Oh yeah, just um because you're a weatherman um yep (laughs) (laughs) i mean as long as we see clear skies that's all i care about at this point because everything else has just been cray cray um right and seeing all of the cancellations is just crazy like you you know one of the things that i've been looking forward to not to be too salty about the topic was just constant cancellation from a lot of like game companies canceling all of their e3s um they're Apple canceled some of their conver- uh, their conventions, and now we're on to the fur cons. Actually, one of the things that's like really right. helpful for us is to like meet our longtime friends and everything. Um, seeing those events canceled was just like such a like that was the last nail in the coffin for me. Um, yeah, seeing them get canceled or rescheduled to later in the year, which sucks. But you know, hey. Yeah, I was it, super. As- Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I mean, as long as BLFC still goes on, I mean, it's going to be absolutely packed. But yes. if I can go, I'm definitely going. Because that's a good point, because um, I think it's going to be actually more attendees this year, given that a whole lot of other cons, and I do respect every single con for, for being very um, responsible by even canceling or pushing back the date. But right. at least BLFC for this year is still happening this year. So maybe we're going to see a migration from all the other canceled cons come to BLFC. <laughs> oh, God. That's going to be insane. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to guarantee that every hotel around the Grand Sierra is going to be booked up. Yep. Even um, we uh, our party um, with uh, Damon and the group mm-hmm. that we're going to be in, are, we had two rooms booked for the GSR. Um, right. But what we had to deal with, though, with the whole cancellation and moving of the dates was book one room at the hotel, and then we have to split our party to another uh, hotel outside of the GSR. So um, I'm waiting on updates for that, and we're going to see if we can still kind of finagle things to get back um, together. But uh, how have you guys been dealing with the situation and rescheduling of events? Uh, We haven't really set anything in stone um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I'm in a position where once I get more qualified in my job, I could just end up going out to sea for a little bit. And yeah, I, depending on how long I'm out, you know, either it'll be I'll be able to go or I just won't. So we've kind of been just keeping it up in the air and just trying to be more fluid with it. Yeah, which sucks, but it's just how it is. Yeah, nothing's really set in stone, sadly, because you know, even when all of this like kind of quarantine stuff kind of blows over. Well, oh, yeah. what happens when everyone goes back to the mix and everything starts, you know, touching and, um, oh, yeah. and then you get new cases and we still don't have the vaccine. That's just going to be <laughs> kind of scary. I mean, by October, what, it's March? By October, there should be a vaccine out. Guaranteed. Okay. okay. I, I, I have a, a wholehearted feeling that by then there will be a vaccine out in, in, you know rotation to where people can actually yeah. go and just get the vaccine kind of like just a flu shot i even heard with the seasons too changing when it gets warmer it's just a, a little uh harder to for the virus to survive on surfaces and whatnot um right because viruses need to 
a set temperature range to even like incubate. Yeah. And if it gets hotter than that, they'll just die. If, so, which is why your body goes into a fever because it's trying to kill the virus. That, yeah, exactly. That's the whole reason why fevers even happen is to kill it so it can't incubate. So, um, I guess kind of stepping back now kind of from the whole right, to we're going into a very topical stuff. Topic. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I really wanted to talk about you and like share um, your perspective and everything on how you got into the fandom because as I know it, um, were you in the fandom when I met you? Like a couple of years ago, when uh, you were um, in the local chat. So, I've been part of the fandom for almost. I'm gonna say like ten years. Oh wow! But I've only been. <laughs> I've yeah. I've only been active in the fandom for the past like five or six years. So, uh, what what that means is like, uh, actually interacting with other furries because I actually didn't know how to do this until I got to Hawaii, and when our friend Coda actually introduced me yeah kodamu he yeah, actually yeah. introduced me to telegram and then after that was when i actually started getting more active and actually like going to cons talking to people commissioning art stuff like that was it what was before then so for that half um earlier part of the decade then that you said of the 10 years in the fandom was it mostly through fa or what were you using at the time uh this is gonna be really weird to say but i was <laughs> using ifunny what is iFunny? iFunny was a meme sharing app that was on the iPhone and on Android for the longest time. Uh, it, it, it fluctuates between going on and off the App Store. Um, oh, <laughs> was yeah, that? it's like it, it's there's not really community there. It's honestly just an imaging sharing thing, kind of like if like Reddit, 4chan, and like Facebook all kind of just threw themselves together. Oh, so n not, nece not necessarily like a social networking app, but it was more like just a thread that you could follow and stuff? Yeah, kind of. Um, and in parts of it, you know, like they would have like, you know, the featured memes of like the day and you'd go check it and be like, oh, cool, whatever. And then in another part of it, there was like the things that didn't quite make the featured mm -hmm. list. The front page or just, something? Yeah, they didn't make the front page. They were just random posts, reposts um whatever oh, and man. you could actually search for certain tags and i remember i was browsing one day and i saw this really cute artwork of this tumblr thread that this person did mm -hmm. where you know people would ask the artist what certain things they liked certain things they did and what that and i was like oh wow this is really cute what is this and i searched the tags on it and it said furry and i was like <laughs> okay i've i've heard this term before because I've seen like the CSI episode where like oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I saw that episode. I heard my parents talk about furries and say you know oh, be wary of those people. They're weird and all that. And I was like I don't know what that is, but okay. Like it's some kind of kink culture or something. Yeah, that's just what a lot of people thought it was, which is why I, I didn't look into it. Uh huh. Until I saw this like this ask. Uh, it was Ask Tuller, so Tuller Arts. He's like a a Barra artist. Oh, nice. And he, you know, and I saw this. I was like, oh, this is really cute. I really like this. And then that's basically me getting into the fandom was through that. And then me checking, you know, the, the different threads of people throwing out the hashtags and all that. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, um, like, even through Vine, that reminds me, like, I was just going through random homepage stuff. 
and then mm -hmm. I saw a couple of fursuiters actually like playing this tambourine or something. I was like, oh, that's really cute. And then, yeah, I saw the tags and it was furry. And I was like, oh, I'm going to follow this tag. Yeah. It, so it's kind of funny how we both have a very similar like introduction story, something completely other than when, the norm. When you, so coming from the online world then, when you, uh, I guess you were stationed here in Hawaii then actually, yeah? Yes, I was stationed in Hawaii uh, for about like eight or nine months, um, and all this time I've actually was using like I was using Twitter to like you know check up on first suitors, check up on art stuff like that. Yeah, didn't really interact with people um, because I didn't really know how, mm -hmm. I didn't really like have any reason to. I didn't know how to like set up a PayPal. I didn't know how to do any of like the normal stuff to even like commission people. Yeah. Um, until I started talking to Coda, Coda Moot, and then um, from there, that's whenever I started talking to people and actually interacting. So. And he kind of became the glue for you to get to know everybody, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That is was... this that is around the same time where I met you, him, and a bunch of actually the locals. So I gotta thank Coda for that. <laughs> thank you, Coda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I, and I, I really have a lot to thank him for. So, and even for um, so coming from the online world and then going to the local meets, because that's something that I was actually trying to get more into as well, similar to mm -hmm. you. Um, so I was finding old Facebook chats and stuff, but I didn't see people active in them. And right. then I found the local fur chat, the eight oh eight chat, and yeah. I'm like, oh, they have a bowling meeting, and the bowling meeting was two years ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> nobody's yeah. nobody's been updating this but then i did find through a vine of a local for toshi if you remember toshi oh um, my god yeah yeah so i was like oh toshi fox who's that and then he did one of these it was an old trend on vine before where um you show you do like a selfie video of yourself and then mm -hmm. you're kind of just idling and then when the music starts and it drops you put your your hand on the camera and then it flashes to you in suit and i was like oh that's so cute um, oh okay so as it turns out, Toshi was the admin for a Telegram chat. And I'm like, what the heck is Telegram? So that's what led us to like actually engaging with people, <laughs> local people. Um, what yeah. was what was uh, some of your experience or earliest uh, meetups with the local furs here? I'm really curious. Um, I the earliest one that I can remember was um, it was when uh, oh gosh, Bio. Uh, was that Biogods? Biogods, yeah. Yeah, he's a Bio... he's another creator, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was when Biogods actually came to do like a fur, you know, a, uh, like a, a a video shoot. Because um... I didn't have a, it was like him um, furries in Hawaii video shoot that he did like three years back. I'm actually listed as one of the people who I was doing the filming for it. Oh, nice suit. So, but little fun story he misspelled my name <laughs> oh why what do you go by under there or um he put lewis but spelt lewis not the way i spelt it so L -O -U -I -S. i spelled l-o-u-i-s and i yeah. think he spelled l-o-w-l-o-w-i-s lewis <laughs> yeah yeah it was very slightly off and i just noticed it and i was like oh that's that's funny actually if but... i do recall wasn't isn't um bio gods one of his contacts here gear gear senshi so yeah. did you meet gear before that actually no that was actually the day that i met gear as well 
Oh, okay. Because as you know, like he does also commission a ton of art, and it's so funny. I yeah. seen gear before I met gear. <laughs> you know, I did that too. I I would see like art of him, um, obviously you know porn or whatever, and yeah, I I I would just see it. And I was like, okay, cool. This person's just. I didn't really know what his persona was at the time. But I was like, oh, cool. It's just a gray dog with a gear. <laughs> Um, and I would think, all oh, this art looks good or whatnot, and just carry on from there. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I would see art of him, didn't know who he was, and then I met him. Was the... So, like, what was your kind of first impression for you? Like, when you went to your first fur meet and seeing all the local people here, at least, like, what was, like, what was the intonation? Like, oh, that was a really good experience, I'm going to do it again, or it was like, oh, I, I don't know if I like this, or... Oh, I, I, I had a blast. Um, this is also when, um, oh gosh, I think his persona, his name was Iron Hooves or something like that. Mm -hmm. He was in the 808 chat for a while, um, and then he left after he moved. Um, he After we did the whole like Furries in Hawaii meetup, um, and like video shoot where they would like get in suit and walk down Waikiki Beach mm -hmm. over by, um, it was by one of the hotels that's for the military I forgot what it was called um, uh, we went to the beach park you know walked around whatever uh, yeah. had like luck. and then we went back to Iron's house his apartment that was in downtown Waikiki and like had a little party get together Actually, we kind of did a duct tape dummy for Coda. I think I, I think I remember this. Was this um the Brony actually? Yes. And him. and then the apart the apartment complex caught on fire. <laughs> not not the same day, but it was actually reported later. I think shortly after he moved, or sometime when he lived there. Um, there's like two buildings, and I think his was the West Wing, and then one of the. Uh, complexes above him bursted into flames. Holy shit! I didn't know about that. Yeah, I, I, I remember hearing about the I remember hearing about the apartment like buildings like catching on fire because I was working that day. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was probably it actually. Yeah, I I don't remember <laughs> it specifically being his because I don't remember which apartment like building his was. Yeah. But I do remember hearing about apartments catching on fire and thinking oh, that was just a crazy shit because they have like <laughs> I don't think their fire systems were up to date and they haven't been up to date since like the seventies. Yeah. How how is so when you're getting to know people at the events and stuff, like what was the kind of like feeling for me it was um I, I honestly felt like in my adult life now, um I got along with way more people who kind of like understood me or like had the same interests as me even though like furry wasn't necessarily a thing i was like like super already invested in it was just kind of this thing that i was like oh i kind of want to look more into it but then as i got more into it a lot more people like memes like me they like video games like me they like all these other different things uh yeah that's actually pretty much been my experience with it is just um i mean i get along with almost anyone but i seem to you know, when I go to these events, I seem to, like, get along better with people that, I mean, I can actually talk to about certain things, whether or not it's furry or art or if it's music or whatever, you know? It's just one of those things where it's easier to connect to someone if you have, like, something to actually connect on. Yeah, and that's true. it could be true. something that was just being furries. 
That's what... like, oh hey, what's your fursona? <laughs> cool. I have this fursona. I'm going to I'm going to go on a little rant here, but I'm going to do a little call outs to people who like do the <laughs> Do the random, like, okay, and no, but it's funny that you say exactly that, where you have this thing already in common and you want to talk about somebody's sonar or something like that, and you'll get the occasional random DM where it's just hi, or it's just, it's just oh, colon three, and then you're like, you have so much to talk about or say something, and it's really hard for people to kind of start their conversation, so I sometimes will say something, and then it's just, it just kind of goes off in the in the universe, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Um, like, how do you handle those? <laughs> I honestly sometimes I like try to start the conversation. If it goes nowhere, I just drop it. Um, otherwise, I just ignore it. Sometimes. Fair enough. Um, it it's really sad to say that sometimes I'll just ignore someone, but like, sometimes that's all that you can do. Whenever like you're like, hey, I, you know, you're. You're trying to start a conversation, but it's going nowhere. Where, what do you want to do with yeah. this? And if they don't, if they don't respond, then just find something else to go do, I guess. <laughs> and that's funny because, like, even when I first met you too at some of the meets and everything, it it did, it never seemed like you were shy or like anybody was like kind of too afraid to talk or like do something together. And I think that's why we vibed really well. Talked about memes and everything, and then like we hung out at Blargs yeah. a lot. And just doing yeah. all those things, like playing games, having D&D nights, I think that's what really, like, solidified, like, hey, this furry thing is not a phase, you know? Right. Um, yeah, uh, it's... I'm just trying to think. Um, yeah, it, I, I'm not going to lie, I used to be a very, very, very shy and closed-off person because I didn't really know how to talk to people or what to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of this, you know, like... A lot of me joining the fandom actually helped me come out of my uh, come out of my shell just a little bit more. Actually, yeah, I do want to speak to that too because even um, I remember at the time um, I was actually more concerned about like things like my sexuality and like oh god, like okay, I'm in the fandom and I notice it's very heavily LGBTQ and it's like I don't know how to really like traverse this. But then I had a lot of good friends like you guys who are very comfortable with themselves, who have gone through this before I have. So, very appreciative of that. <laughs> that was a really yeah, interesting um, time. I mean, it... Uh, I, honestly, a lot of the fandom is just... You know, just getting to know yourself, even if it's, like, through... Um, you know, uh, through something that's not really... Even really, truly, 100% you. I mean, obviously, no one's a, a wolf. Like... On Obviously. all levels except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> I'm actually a trigender uh, pyrofox. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, and it's it allows people to kind of create this persona for themselves. You know, obviously persona. It allows them to create this persona for themselves, and through that, you know, you can actually learn a whole lot. And I learned a lot about myself through the fandom too. Like, yeah. I, a lot about my own sexuality myself um because of the fandom did, and you know it's, it's did you great. think did you think like um in your regular career because i know like um a lot of my friends who are military now who you know go back and forth through hawaii and go to all these other different spots where they're stationed um 
what is that kind of i don't really know what that environment's like so when when you're at work do you guys only have work friends or do you have friends within only the military or like does the furry world kind of blend sometimes how does that work for you uh i i definitely say it blends sometimes um i i've met a lot of first who are also military um i mean coda actually worked with yeah <laughs> um, i i worked in the same place as him so Obviously, I was able to create a really good friendship with him. Um, excuse me. Um, but one of the things that I notice is I definitely have work friends. And we talk about whatever. And yeah. then a lot of stuff I, I just won't even like mention. <laughs> because not everyone needs to know that I play online as a demon sheep that can transform into <laughs> currently a Japanese badger. Yeah, is that a new Sona too for you? Or what? what's the deal there? That's um, new to me. So, um, really, it's just another form, a version. Oh, okay. Like, I, I've always wanted my fursona to be able to transform into other animals. I didn't want to be like, oh, my fursona is a husky and will only ever be a husky. You know, I, I didn't want to ha limit myself like, oh, okay. even on an artistic standpoint because I, I, I actually originally created my character to actually be in a comic yeah. that I was going to create, but like my art skills aren't up to that level. I so still I have one of your original. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still have an original Theo drawing, actually of my first cat Sona. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, whenever your fursona was a, a snow leopard. Yeah, and you had you drew him the little eye patch. I, I still have that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was legitimately some of my first art. And I remember um, for your for your demon character, that sona was my first refshi that I ever worked on starting as a furry artist. So. And you were the first furry I've ever commissioned, so it's a whole lot of firsts. A lot of cherries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, but, yeah, and I I still absolutely adore the the ref sheet and everything that you were able to do for it. You you dude, nailed you've been, everything. You've been getting so much cute art. Ugh. And then uh, even your icon's really cute. He was blep. Oh yeah, I got that ages ago. Oh. <laughs> I got that. Oh my gosh, almost three years ago. What's the what what's um kind of the commit so like you mentioned before that you weren't really open and stuff and then you got into commissioning even i was so honored to be one of your first artists to commission so like how have you handled it since then are you uh, it's it, it's one of those it's just another like i don't know it's like it's hard to describe because sometimes it's one of those things where i'm kind of selective sometimes when it comes to commissioning yeah, there's a you can have a taste. I think that's totally fine. Some furries will be like, they're they're supportive no matter what, and others are like, I only like a certain style, and I think that's all fine. Yeah. Um. But nowadays it's just like, it's easy because there's no nervousness to talk to someone and be like, hey, I really like your style. Would you be willing to draw this? Or even just going and going to artists that has like the your character here things. Not yeah. the six thousand dollar ones, but you know mm. the, the more affordable <laughs> priced ones. Um, even was... just going to them since they already have like the template set up. Like, all right, well, I kind of wanted something like this. You have it already set up. Just fill in the colors and lines, and you'll be good. And yeah, how... at that point, it's just super easy. To... How often have you 
done um how often have you done YCHs compared to like making an idea or making like sort of like using the artist to say like hey can you bring this idea to life has do you do that more often because i know it's like a lot of people they like seeing the YCHs because it depicts already something that they like right um i think it's for me um it's like 60 40 so okay. 60 percent some of the times it also just depends on my mood and how well i like the artist's style yeah kind of with like commissioning anyways but um a lot of the time it's about 60 percent ych and then 40 percent um actually commissioning the artist with an idea already in mind that's the hardest part is having an idea in mind all ready to go yeah and i gotta say like doing this now for like two three years oh my gosh i'm going three years already um mm -hmm. having somebody who even doodles something like with stick figures or something to say like hey i want kind of this placement here and everything everything to give to your artist is so helpful <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yep. i i can sometimes get a little too in detail with like exactly what i want and but then... i i remember with making your sona though like you had a whole itemized list of all of the piercings all of the different features <laughs> all of the specific colors facial hair beard and <laughs> yeah it was really helpful <laughs> i that that was one of those things where i kind of had the idea I, I mean i've had the idea for lewis's demon like the ram mm -hmm. i've had that since i was in the fandom oh so wow I've okay had that idea brewing for about 10 like not 10 but five years at that point where does the whole kind of like demon kind of like pentagram style kind of vibe come in where does that stem for you um, that stemmed from kind of my like of heavy metal and death metal. Oh, um, okay. A the, um, a lot of the visualistics of it, um, and also kind of my love of horror. I don't like watching horror, but I love the aesthetic. Is that kind of like the gore kind of like? Is that like kind of bloody or like brutal kind of nature of it? Mm not really bloody brutal um i'm not even really super into gore it's just like i wanted something to kind of look scary quote unquote mm. but also be able to look cute as hell <laughs> um that that was my whole idea was you know for this character to flip between you know looking like oh god he's gonna kill me to oh god he's just hugging me really hard he's Please gonna smother me <laughs> yeah i want to die in the floof because <laughs> i'm thick <laughs> Yeah, so that, that was kind of my idea for yeah. it was to actually be able to hit this appeal of both cute and scary, quote unquote, not really scary. Um, I think the scariest part of my persona is the fact that I have five eyes. <laughs> yeah, that I, that threw me off to begin with because you have, let's see, you have two regular eyes and then you have two eyes, one for each horn, actually, but you have four horns, don't you? No, um, I have two. No, what well, are actually, yeah, I have four. I have four. Yeah. yeah right. So on the two main large ones, though, that are the ram-like ones, you have two eyes, mm -hmm. and then you have one eye, I believe, on your tail, right? That is correct. Um, what What's the reasoning behind that, actually? Um, I kind of wanted something interesting, something different, because a lot of people will. I mean, when it comes to demons, I wanted something that kind of stick out, yeah. other than you know the aesthetic of just having horns. Because a lot of people that's super popular. Is, yeah, they'll they'll just have the curved horns and a red character and be like, "Yep, he's a demon." <laughs> that's 
that's fair um, yeah <laughs> i i wanted something like that and then also again from the idea of my character coming from a comic um i created this whole backstory it's kind of like when i was 13 edgy as hell hell yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm deep and in brooding <laughs> yeah basically that's what i was going for and mm-hmm. i kind of stuck with it because i thought it would be something just really cool and I even obviously it allows for artists artists i said that really weird but it allows for artists to do very interesting things with my character and like certain things like certain commissions i've had my character getting absolutely just fucked silly and like nice. they put ahagao eyes for like the horns <laughs> oh actually that's and, true because you can make different emotions too with the eyes that's a good thing yeah exactly i wanted another way of emoting my character without having them to use facial expressions actually yeah eyes are a really big part of emoting like i i think i've seen some of yours too where um like it's some cute art and the eyes are even anime eyes on your ram horns i was like oh that's really nice (laughs) yeah that's that's another thing that i just really liked plus i think eyes in general are kind of just a cool thing they just look cool and i just wanted to like have a bunch of them i guess the so for i even remember there was this one commission too like speaking of like being into heavy metal you made like the dankest request that i think i've ever done (laughs) where you're you're by these trash bins and then one's marked recycle and then the other one's just called heavy metal or something or no it's just metal or something and it's you doing like the rocker sign in the bin yeah i knew exactly what you're talking about yeah um oh my gosh that was that was a commission I've been wanting for so long, and then as soon as I saw that you opened up for, I think it was a pay-what-you-want commission, Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get this fucking <laughs> meme done. <laughs> um, so I just really wanted to have, like... Um, it, it stemmed from this picture of this dude that looked like he just came from a Slayer concert. Like, oh, nice. Standing in a, standing in a, uh, a recycling bin that just said, like, metal, and him doing it again. <laughs> devil horns with his fingers sticking out his tongue looking like he was rocking out and i was like this looks awesome oh so you need like your own cover art of the meme yeah yeah you know like the draw over things that people do that's that was the whole idea of what i wanted and you got it perfectly so oh thank you even so how has that kind of gone over then over the years are you still i don't know like i haven't seen your art in a long time actually um did you get do you still get a lot of mimi art oh um not as much as i used to i really want to get some more like there's this one of this little girl just like doing like a uh a slob squat in the middle of this aisle oh god is that store and in front of it, it just says "fight me," and is I really want to get something like that. Oh, that's provocative. Is that yeah. is that like the Russian squat with the Adidas? Yeah. yeah, basically, she's basically doing that, throwing up like two like again devil horn like like finger signs, like almost looking like she's <laughs> doing the weird Yoshikage Kira pose from JoJo. Oh my like, god, I love it. And she's basically doing that pose, squatted down, and in front of her it says, fight me, and I just have always wanted to get that commissioned, and I still haven't done it yet. God, you gotta send it to me. I might want to do that as a warm-up later. <laughs> I, I could actually send it to you right now. I have a, I actually have a folder of photos I save called art memes. Oh god, okay, I need that folder. <laughs> it's just different pictures of memes that I just really want to get eventually, like 
drawn. That's a good idea. At least you have a backup of ideas already set. Yeah, I, I used to have a whole bucket list of, like, a uh, private folder as well of, like, different poses that I want of, like, different things out of commission, like, porn-wise. Speaking of, like, meme things, um, I, I, I was just curious. Are you big on, like, Nintendo or Animal Crossing? Oh. <laughs> or maybe your, your husband? I'm not sure. Um, my husband is actually playing Animal Crossing right now. Oh my god, yes. for QR codes for, like, different scanned things, but, um, I've actually never played Animal Crossing in my life until today. How do you like it? it. I, oh, okay. I adore it. Yeah, all it's... the All the chubby characters just make me super happy. My first, uh, villager, um, when you first fly on, fly into the island, the deserted island, um, I was greeted by this, uh, bull. And he's a bull with stubble, and then his catchphrase is just saying stubble at the end of the things, and his name is uh, Coach, and he's super jockey, and he's super into working out, and he talks about having sore muscles all the time. <laughs> oh, no. Big mood. Big mood. I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, right now, our island has, like, a cat. Her name's Cat. She's kind of like... <gasps> That's my second character, too. The, um, is the cat wearing, um, like, a jacket with a gold pendant? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we got this. Oh, okay, cool. We got the same character. Yeah, she's like super into art. Uh, not art, but like into other stuff. Uh, she's just been like really cool. And then his other character is this lion character that's super into working out as well. And he's kind of mm. like, he's kind of wearing only just like a bathrobe. <laughs> oh, okay, Hot. we're doing that now. <laughs> it's that kind of animal party. I know. Uh, it, it's. It's kind of crazy. I've I've kind of been closed off the like games like this because I didn't really have any systems that could play it. What's and your I didn't main know genre? That they existed. Um, I used to play a lot of first-person shooters. Like I was really, really big into Call of Duty for the longest time. Sounds like my middle school days. <laughs> yeah, that was my middle school and high school days. And then I got really into MOBAs, but not like League of Legends. I Dota? played played dota yeah a lot um and then i got really bored of it because i got kind of tired of not being able to like really control my character like mm. you can do so much and it's more reactionary when it comes to like clicking like okay i gotta be ready to go to do whatever yeah it, uh, is, and then, it is an rts kind of thing yeah and then i got really big into smite and i still play smite does smite play like league though um, on a fundamental standpoint, kind of. Um, it's all skill shot based, like League. Uh, you have, like, the same amount of abilities, like League. Yeah. Um, the major difference is that it's, like, third person, and you're able to, like, actually control your character, like, and walk around and not, like, have to click. Oh, I see. So, so you're using the Q, uh, using the was it wsad and stuff or... yeah you're using wsad to walk around and actually able to position yourself and it oh. feels like it feels like you have more control with this and obviously you kind of do because you're able to the exactly... directions yeah yep the directional input oh that's really interesting i wonder if yeah i should give that a try actually is that on pc or console or both uh, both actually it's on both actually so oh nice um it's free um really the only thing that you i would actually suggest buying is if you actually really get into it is the god pack which is like i think 30 dollars still 
Okay, that's like um, the price of a game. Yeah, um, and you get all the gods that they currently have, uh, as well as any gods that are going to come out in the future. Mm. And they're oh, up nice. to, I think, like 102 or 3 right now. And the game's been out for, I think it's been out for like 6 years now. Oh, I wow. don't remember. So it's kind of like Fortnite. Like, they'll always like have new content and stuff, and they're going to kind of keep it current. Yeah, they're going to keep it current. Um, I, I I haven't played it in a while, um, but, you know, they, they try updating it and keeping it up to date or whatever. But, I don't know. Um, at least yeah, for video games. Yeah. Yeah, at least for video games. Um, and then pretty much other games I'll play, like, is just anything that my husband has, because he has a lot of games. Is he big in, um, in Nintendo, too? Yeah, he is. I gotta meet him. I met I met him once at VLFC when we first were registering, but I didn't see you guys after yes. that. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of we kind of went off and did our own thing after that, and really didn't see a whole lot of people. How does afterwards. that? How does the whole like kind of con scene? I'm always curious how people handle different cons, because when I went there for the first time, well, VLFC was admittedly my first con. Um, going <laughs> there. Too. Yeah, like, so for your first experience, like, did you have, like, any kind of agenda, or how did you handle, like, going to panels, or what was your schedule kind of like? Um, I didn't really have a schedule when I first got to the con, because I didn't really know a whole lot of people or what to do. Yeah. So, a lot of the stuff I did was I would go to panels, and then I'd go hang out with people I knew. I think um, that's probably the smartest way to go about it, because I, I had sort of an, an agenda, and none of it happened. <laughs> Yeah, and then this last con we had I didn't have anything planned. I just did whatever we felt kinda like doing and it was actually really great. Oh, what I, was I that really, con? Uh it was BLFC as well. I've oh. only ever been to BLFC and I've only been to two cons. Wait, what was the Did you go to BLFC twenty eighteen and nineteen? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I went to twenty nineteen I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, nice. Was that with uh, Riker and a bunch of the other local furs in I 2018? Think... Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, snap. Okay. Uh, I actually with Larg, which is funny. Oh. <laughs> Dang, okay. Yeah, we ended up rooming together with one other person. I think their their name's Winter, but not like the Winter that lived with us for a while. It was a different one. Oh, no, that was probably a Winter Circle. Yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he still yeah he still hangs out and play video games with Blarg these days. Um, yeah. So for like the future of cons, like given all of the hecticness, um, do you still plan on going to BLFC though in October? If I can, I I'd love to because well, the timing is going to be actually the anniversary of our wedding. <gasps> oh no. Um, yeah. Hmm. So so if we're able to go, we're gonna go and we're gonna kind of like have our anniversary at the same time oh, that would be wonderful oh my gosh i have to get you guys yeah. something and that's if we're even going to be able to go i really hope we are i don't want to put out the energy that like oh it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen oh, okay just i, I absolutely want to go um, okay and if we can it's gonna happen um and then also it's kind of like gonna commemorate like us meeting because we met at BLFC a few years ago. Okay. And and kind of just it's been great ever since. So 
was it just love at first sight or how was <laughs> how did it go over how did uh, you guys meet we actually met through telegram oh and then you guys yeah. actually got to meet up at vlc in person yeah we were talking oh we we'd known each other for four years yeah oh, something wow. like that so it was around the same time that like i actually got into telegram is when we met and then um we kind of just we were really close friends for a while and then we kind of just decided to make this a thing make if, us a thing if i may ask out. if i may ask though um is this a little related to like the pub community no no oh, actually, okay because um, that's something that I did want to ask you about if you're okay with talking about that thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. That kind of community because um, I'm a super um, big fan of the gear of like the pup oh, hoods yeah. and the different kinds of straps and stuff. And I, I think that's like a really cool aesthetic. I personally yeah, yeah. don't consider myself a pup, but I, I remember you had a hood and I had a hood and then we'd take pictures and stuff. But Yeah, I, I, I still do some pup stuff every now and then, but I actually got into the pup fandom a uh, lot. Uh, pup play through mm-hmm. the furry fandom what uh, was the introduction was, like it was twitter um i just saw people dressed up in pup hoods and i thought it was really cute and i was like wow i i've never even heard or seen of this and i didn't think it was a thing and then i was like oh wow this is just really cool and then i kind of just really fell into it and i've still been doing it was there like different um was there like telegram channels dedicated to pup play or something or how did you there get is. into like connecting with other quote unquote pups i i, I, su- um, I assume that's what you identify as <laughs> uh i i guess you can say that um but yeah there's telegram chats there's tons of them actually um there's regional telegram chats um they have these things called pups and handlers um um can you explain that dynamic i'm really interested oh um sure so, yeah like just like as like just take me as a person who knows nothing about the whole uh culture of that what is like the basics or what is the handler okay um so in um pup play there's the handler which is the dominant and then there's the pup which is generally going to be the submissive uh there's different versions of pups but that's going to probably be a little too in-depth because there would be alphas, betas, and omegas, kind of like how people describe wolves. Mm. Um, where the alpha would be the more dominant of the pups, the beta would be the less, and then the omega is the complete submissive to both. So there is a hierarchy um, of, of like status? or There is a hierarchy of status. Um, and that also goes into more of like people who are part of pup packs. You know, oh. where, where it's kind of like a wolf pack or something like that. You know, there's pup packs, people who are in a relationship, they're all pups, and they have that relationship dynamic. Um, but in general sense, pups and handlers, you know, handlers would be more of the dominant master, the one who's in control of the pup, and the pup is the submissive one. And That's... the whole, I guess the whole idea is to, like, kind of continually just have that kind of power play you know and you know it's it's very very playful kind of power play where you know you you're basically like a handler trying to train a new puppy like oh okay that's so you know like it's kind of like that that's where the whole dynamic of like 
having somebody who's obedient and teaching them how to act and that's kind of like yeah. the power dynamic okay yeah, it, it's it's very similar to um you know submissive and masters you know it has like the masters. is that like very a lot of themes it's kind of offshoot yeah would you say there are a lot of like relationships to like the what is it i i don't I apologize if I'm misspeaking, but is it like kind of sado sado maso kind of? It's similar to that. Um, so it, it's part of the BDSM community. I'm not a hundred percent certain on actually how to like go through the acronym. It's like, um, you know, there's there's the the submissive, you know, the sub, and then there's the master, and it's a very similar dynamic. It's entirely that dynamic. Um, but it's just another form of it. Because, I saw you know, this. Like, um, I saw this one meme picture where they're at a dog park and it's a panel of like you know a dog owner and then his regular dog going and running through the dog park, and then it's the next panel with um, a dominatrix lady and she has a pup <laughs> with a gag collar on running next to the dog. So funny. yeah, yeah, I think she's, I've seen that one. Yeah, and she's got like a fog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's 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 part of that whole community. It's just again another form of it, where like, you know, saying someone is a, a submissive slave, you know, could mean something entirely different to someone who's a pup. It's that similar but different. I guess so, it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to describe. Cause I'm not you, an expert in it. Would you say as like a as a kink culture, it's more attuned to like a sexuality kind of thing, or? something to just explore in the sexual space it's not necessarily as kind of even i wouldn't even say it's as open or as the norm as like even furry culture goes well that's kind of hard to describe because in some ways yes it is a fetish but in some ways to some people it's not um Mm. which is kind of like how even when it comes to fursuiting and mersuiting you know some that's a really that, interesting parallel yeah it, it, to some people it's a lifestyle it's just how they live their life it's like um oh i i just i wake up every day i'm a pup you know i go to sleep i'm a pup you know i live with my handler and you know i just do things from there some people it's like that some people it's only just like a fetish thing that they do every now and then there's a gradient there's a whole there's a whole just gradient where it comes from you know yeah. this is just something i do to this is my life that's that's a really like good way of putting it like there's a spectrum of like how far you can go into the community or how very casual you could be with it that's a really good point yeah it's exactly like the furry fandom when it comes to certain things where like some people this is their life like this is all they wake up you know they're furry they do furry stuff yeah i talk with my fur friends on telegram and that's basically my life (laughs) and then i make art of it and yeah (laughs) yeah and it's some people it's a complete livelihood and you know that's kind of how the i mean not really to some people the pup community can actually give them a livelihood because you can make gear for them Mm -hmm. and sell it um but it's also you know it's just a thing to do for me personally it's just a thing for me to do um, that's how i felt kind of too yeah um i i don't really see it as like a lifestyle for me um but i certainly enjoy it 
and even I've, for I've heard like this can be kind of a touchy thing for cons too that I've talked about with some furs. Um, I mean, given the it's probably based on the board's rules for their convention, so they have right. full rights and stuff. Um, but how do you feel about like wearing pup hoods and stuff out on the con floor, or what's the perception like, or what kind of energy would you give off if you've seen that? Uh, personally, I think you know pup hoods and cons. I think it's fine. I personally think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, going out in nothing but a pup hood is not okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, in that case, you might be taking something that could be a... It could be a scene, like a sexual scene. Yeah. And then you're forcing it on other people. And I find the direction... Yeah, I find the direction for cons kind of being more geared towards family-friendly... And you're seeing a lot more younger audiences join the, right. the community these days. I, I, I've, I'm i one of those people that I think if you're wearing a pup hood, you're wearing a collar, and you're wearing clothing, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, uh, you know, that I think that's fine. There's, um, I find a, li- there's <laughs> a line. There's a line that you can't cross, Going... and if you cross it, then it like looks bad on everyone it's the same thing with like people walking around in mer suits hmm. like if if they're you know if someone's walking around in a mer suit and you clearly see that their genitals and all that you know that's not okay yeah you, know, it, you don't want a kid seeing that I mean, that's true obviously you know it's, it's one of those things like kind of just be a little you know a little tactful and be aware of your what what kind of environment you're going to be suiting in or exposing yourself or other people to yeah, it's one of those things. Again, it's it's the things are practically one and the same when it comes to certain stuff. And then obviously, if you want to do sexual stuff behind closed doors, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, there know, are plenty of panels. Yeah, and just as long as everyone's consenting to it, you know, that's all that matters. Yep. I mean, I guess you could walk out butt naked with a butt plug fur tail or something, you know. Um. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, I, the whole argument of what I've seen. Um, it, it, it frustrates me a little bit where people are like, I don't want to see pup hoods ever. But then you'll yeah. see someone in a fursuit head wearing fishnets and a skirt, and you're like, okay, mm. but that's fine. Yeah. But that's fine. <laughs> you get all these things that kind of crop up from like poodling or something to. I, I think that whole poodling argument is completely stupid, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the, I agree with you there. That, I, th- I think it was one of the European uh, cons banned it altogether. Like, if you're not in, like, if you're exposed skin in fursuit, you'll get removed from, like, the con floor. And I thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever Wait, seen. Wait, so that was actually perpetuated by the staff. That wasn't some sort of just random drama generated. No, that was, like, in, that was created by the staff and the people who were running the con. Huh. That's that kind of interesting. Just- that wasn't just oh you're not wearing a full suit oh you're not valid oh you're showing skin you're not valid no it was people actually getting removed from the con space because they were showing skin and i think that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen yeah because not heard of like because the thing is like not everybody can afford even a partial or let alone a full suit so i don't understand so so why not just let people do what they want when it comes to that it's like we're all human who cares about breaking the magic 
We yeah. we're all people. Like, it's not. There, there's yeah. no magic there. We're just people, like dressing up as animals and having fun. Why not pe let people do it the way they want to do? You because know, if they want to. Then otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, it seems like you're kind of putting on like a face, like um, like it's not Disneyland where you have, you know, people in costumes that are doing a job. It's just the way that people are, just having fun. Right, and it it makes it seem that like the way someone enjoys being furry or fursuiting is not valid if they're not allowed to like if they have to you know be in full suit or not show any skin it makes them seem like that their way of enjoying and portraying their character or even portraying themselves is not valid and i don't think that's cool how so like kind of coming in from your perspective like how how do you how would you describe to somebody like what the community is about for you or what the fandom is if like oh what is what is being a furry to you or what is that lifestyle like it, this is how i've thought about this and how i felt about it it's definitely very family like feeling it feels like you're part of a family yeah you know like you meet people you talk to people and these people become your lifelong friends and even sometimes become you know your partner or they become like someone that you're so close to you can consider them your brother and actually become part of your family um that's i don't know it, it's that's how it's been for me that's how i've always handled it that's how it's always been and you know some of my best friends are furries you know yeah, this... uh, it, it's it, it it's one of those things where being a furry can mean anything that you want to be and a lot of people will say that and it's true because you know being a furry could be mean that oh you dress up in a fursuit and go to cons a furry being a furry could be oh i write short stories that involve anthro characters or i draw art that involves anthro characters and that's my primary means of money or anything yeah. it could just be being a furry could just be a thing that you just do and have fun with so it's like you know, that, it's, yeah, it's like that thing you said before about it being a gradient. There's no real structure, but, um, like, like you too, I even have to, I have, to, I have a lot of stuff in common with you and it's kind of surprising at like, you know, how like the progression has been because I, I too have, um, my, my mate, I would have not met otherwise outside of the fandom. And I don't think, I don't think I, cause I'm not even like a particular person to get into a lot of relationships and stuff, but having that sense of community or connection really solidified like hey i'm really comfortable and i'm learning more about myself as i've gotten into the fandom and everything yeah and you know i i wouldn't have i don't think i'd be the same person now had i not joined the free fandom totally yeah I, um i do not see myself being where i'm at um i don't see myself knowing the people me being in the same situation that I'm in right now um, if I hadn't been part of the fandom. And, like, totally, um, would you say, like, that's in a much better place and, like, it's only been positive, yeah? Yeah, I, I think my experience so far has been very positive. Then again, I don't, I don't broadcast me being furry everywhere. <laughs> that's um, kind of, it's I, always subtle pokes and puns. Yeah, it's very subtle things, and, you know, it's, you know, I don't really talk to a whole lot of people about being furry than other than people that I would consider very close friends. And then um, you it, show up to work in fursuit. 
<laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like that one dude who was getting out of the army. Oh, what happened? Um, did you not see those meme pics? Um, uh, you might have to refresh me. Okay, so there's a dude who was getting out of the army. Um, he showed up to his hail and farewell uh, in front of his entire command oh in a fursuit. Oh my gosh. The, um, oh wow, that's cool, actually. I would love to see the pictures of that. Yeah, I don't know where they are. I'd have to find it, but apparently this furry also is now making ice packs uh, that people can wear under fursuits, and it's doing very, very well. Ooh, like but the easy cooldown vests? Yeah, I think that's what he's doing. Oh, wow, now, I didn't know that was the guy. Nice. I think that's the guy. That's what I've heard, but again, like seeing stuff on the internet versus actually, you know talking to the person yeah. is completely different. Yeah. You, know, you could that... say, I mean, hell, I could say that you invented those and people like, oh, <laughs> wow, that's so cool. Yeah, always fact check and actually, like, you know, let it come from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, I think it would be pretty funny if I showed up on ship one day with, like, <laughs> my badge and everything and everyone's like, oh, um, who are you? I'm like, oh, it's me. It's Cole like what <laughs> did you plan on getting a fursuit actually of your of one of your sonas or transformations um i want to get a fursuit so bad um i just don't know who to commission for one um hmm. and i mean there's other things in my life that i want to actually buy and take care of first yes before i even invest in that yeah, that not... i want to take it in steps and obviously, I don't want to be one of those people. I'm like, oh, I don't have any food money, but I got a fursuit. Yeah, you can't really eat that. Hmm. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that, yeah, as a person who did... Well, I did save up money. It, um, Yeah, especially to younger furs, I do want to say, um, if, if you really think that like being a part of the fandom to you personally is having a suit or a partial, you could even make the suit. You could look at other tutorials and stuff on YouTube. There's, right. there's just a lot of helpful information out there. And if you really want to commission somebody that you really love their style, go for it. Like, save up money, get a side job, heck, even start art or something you can do to generate some kind of savings. Because it's really a matter of, like, how much dedication and energy you want to put into it. Right. And it's one of those things where, again, like, it wouldn't be financially responsible for me to go ahead and just... <laughs> Even though I have the money for it right now, it would not be smart for me to go ahead and just drop, like, 5k on a suit and be like, Oof. yep, that's it. Yeah, and then you're going to be waiting, too, for, like, a good, for the turnaround time, maybe a year, and you won't see anything yet. Um, right, and it's one of those things where eventually I will, but there's other things that I want to take care of first, too. Time and place. Yeah, that, that's super yep. fair. And like, I, you know, I got to get more tattoos. <laughs> I just have to get more tattoos. Are you going to get... I'm I'm curious because you're super big into flowers and you're super big into like your sailor tats, um, mm -hmm. and I remember a couple of stories you gave me like about the there you have a pig one, um, yep, a I pig and rooster on my feet. Yes, and so are any are you gonna get any tats of anything furry or sona related? The only thing that I can foresee myself getting as like a quote unquote furry tattoo is I eventually want to get my fursona's skull tattooed. Ooh with like some flowers behind it uh, with the horns and the eyes there and that's what i want to get i actually have a commission very similar to what i want but it's not exactly what i want um 
Let's see. So, um, I could actually send it to you later. Um, but my next thing that I want to get probably would just be more flowers. Cause actually, no wait. I think um I'm gonna get like some bees, get some insects. Oh, I'm curious. How does the tattoo commission process kind of work? Cause I'm totally I don't have any ink or anything at all. Um, do you just, can you even get like a furry, um, artist to get a design for you and then you just show that to a tattoo artist or does the tattoo artist have to have a certain skill? Um, it's a little bit of all of that actually. Um, hell, you can go to tattoo artists who are furries nowadays. <laughs> I guess that'd be uh, better actually, yeah. Um, but I've seen people do it. Uh, I, um, a lot of it comes with research, um, so... A lot of tattoo artists, you know, that at least I would go to, mm -hmm. they've been doing this for a while. They 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 know what they're doing. Uh, design wise, I just tell them what I want. Very similar to actually commissioning just a regular like artist. Tell them what you want: colors, style, shape, size, whatever. Um. And then just have them do it. So it's kind um, of. So again, it's kind of like when you're first starting off commissioning somebody, you have this general kind of idea and feeling that you want to go for. So then they're going to work with you to kind of flesh that out. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of like what happens. Um, I, uh, let's see, um, a lot of the time, um, yeah, that's actually exactly how it goes, basically. <laughs> I, I kind of lost my train of thought. No, that's um, cool. There's just a lot going on right now, and like I'm kind of, I'm also glad that you can make time for this too because it was stressful. I'm gonna be honest, and I'm so yeah. glad I've had like an hour or two to to kind of just sit and talk with somebody. It's oh, been yeah. really chill. That, um, I'm glad to help out with that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And what um, so what do you see? Like, I mean, there's a lot still going on. It's not gonna end anytime soon, but. All right for yourself and the community and like what you're going to do in the fandom um what are your kind of overarching plans or what's the vibe you're going into late 2020 with um right now all i really want to do is probably just commission more artists um <laughs> uh, i'm biased so i'll out. say yes <laughs> um especially you i want to give you some money oh, well, oh thank you <laughs> I, I keep I telling you that, that I want to throw money at you, but you probably just think I'm just wanting you to strip or something. But no, uh... no, no. <laughs> well, I always took that as a I always took that as a compliment anyway. But, <laughs> but, but um, no, I I I um, genuinely enjoy your commissions, and I think oh, you got a really good style. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you. Um, um, it means a lot because uh, actually, just uh, not to talk too much about myself, but um, there was. I, I have a couple of projects going on with uh, Patreon and whatnot, and then starting my comic, and um, I'm not sure if, I, if I've if i ever forwarded or shared to you um, the comic I started. I kind of saw a little bit on of it on Twitter. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. got a little bit of, like, a size diff going on, a little bit of light BDSM themes and stuff, so I'm going to really try and bring oh, it whole. Yeah, whole circle. Really good, choice. really good choice stuff right there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, um currently what it, my plans are right now mm -hmm. is kind of i don't really have any plans for doing stuff with the fandom i mean i want to go to some of the local meets because i'm living in san diego yeah uh, i want to go you know to some of the local meets meet some of the local people 
seeing if we can, you know, get something similar to what, like, what I had back in Hawaii, because, like, back in Hawaii, man, there was, those meats were awesome, and it kind of felt very, very, like, much like a family, whenever you would, like, hang out with people, and I kind of want to get that back, because I miss it. That's super important, because, yeah, being so big on community and close and togetherness, I think... Hawaii does have that kind of niche where people here um, even with military coming and going the locals here no matter what are very tight knit and that's what I really like exactly and I absolutely adored that because you know it was excellent for my very first like actual community setup and like mm-hmm. feeling because like you know uh, I've always had like loving love having like kind of more of a small family feel and out there i mean that's all you got yes like you can't like i mean here if i wanted to go meet someone that's a furry in california i could drive to go meet them there you can't really do that like you can't just drive to another island i could drive to another <laughs> state if i wanted to go to a furry take a boat. in another state <laughs> yeah. yeah you would have to like take a plane and that obviously a little hard to do yeah but you know it's it's one of those things where like that community was so close and tight-knit because that's what you had and i i adored it it was honestly my favorite thing well if you ever come back to visit everybody's still here <laughs> so i i want to I, oh dude that'd be awesome i'd love to I, hang out it's been so long yeah i'd actually love to go back um if like I was thinking, like, if uh, BLFC doesn't work out, eventually, like, going and hanging out in Hawaii would be nice. Because it would be a nice little vacation yes. for myself. I would get to go bring my husband, of course, to Hawaii. That does sound lovely. You know, we would be able to go, like, somewhat honeymoon, basically. Yeah. And then go island hopping, maybe. Yeah. yeah go island hopping, and that would be fun. And, and you gotta substitute something with all the cancellations anyway. <laughs> right. So you know, if if one thing doesn't work out, I'll do something else. But you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm not like super like worried. Um. And you know, I'm just gonna play things ear by ear and have fun. And eventually, I'm going back. Like there, I have to. I, yeah. I miss it okay. So much. Well, I'll le- at least probably be here with Blarg, maybe. Maybe for the next decade. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> He's a little unsure. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but okay, so thanks for having a nice... Wow, it's been a good hour. That, that went by pretty fast. Thank you for making time, Louis, for, for on episode yeah. 10. I'm finally, we're finally in the double digits, guys, of Tree Bark. Yeah. I'm so happy. I, I'm honored that you even had me come on. Yay. And, so, yeah, and... You. By all means, I always extend the invitation. If you ever like to come on in the future, I would love to catch up some more. Um, Of course. So I don't know if you have any last plugs. I always want to give people a little bit of spotlight right now to talk about anything that they like to share or talk to their friends or family. What's up? Uh, I don't really have anything to plug. I just want to say if you're a furry out there and you're not commissioning smaller artists and you're only going for big artists, you're doing something wrong. Have fun. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and everybody, please take care um, with your friends and family in these trying times. I hope you guys are all doing really well, and thanks for joining us on Tree Bark.